0: But why don't we uh, we start uh, with a word of prayer. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day, O Lord, uh, to uh, have brought us to this time by your merciful care. Lord, bless us as we we reside in your word, as we study your word, and as your word shows us the true wisdom in the midst of what is false uh, in this world. Lead us, O Lord, by faith. And may uh may your word continue to sustain us in this faith that always points to Christ alone. Lord, for all these things, we are thankful. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So today uh we're on Galatians chapter three. All right, Galatians. So if we could all turn to Galatians chapter three. Um Galatians chapter three. Now, here in Galatians, I know uh Kind of intimated it in the beginning of my sermon this evening about foolish Galatians, and that's what we're going to begin with. But uh, uh, again, uh, in context of the Book of Galatians, now what was the, what was the issue? Again, it was the the Judaizers, those uh, that were preaching a false teaching. That Acts fifteen, uh, they were saying that circumcision was necessary and also the works of the law needed to be done, needed to be done to be saved. Right. So Paul is as. Philippians
1: Philippians three, you said, I believe.
0: Oh, Philippians three was St. Paul's uh, resume of what, of what he had done in his life prior to, well, prior to Christ, prior to uh, receiving the word from the Lord himself and, uh, again, works was a big deal for St. Paul, right, uh, in his life beforehand, uh, before uh, the Lord said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And we see right here as well that uh, he taught the Galatians prior uh, the true gospel. He he told them the pure gospel. Now, the pure gospel in its truth, in all of its truth, if we even turn a little from the gospel, we know that what? We are Foolish. Now the question for you today is, actually, no, why don't we read verse 1 real quick? Verse 1, so we can read that.
1: I got it. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you before your very eyes, Jesus Christ has clearly portrayed as crucified?
0: Alright, so, so that beginning address, oh foolish Galatians. Now, now, when we think of something that is foolish, what what is the first, what does that first, uh, what does that imply? Or what, what is that saying? Any thoughts on that? When we say foolish, what do we mean by, oh, foolish Galatians? Uh, You're doing something do you, that doesn't make sense. Doing something that doesn't make sense, right? Uh, is this, do you think St. Paul is saying this lightly? Is this just kind of like a... Off the cuff remark, oh, you foolish Galatians, what, what kind of, what tone do you think this is right here? He's scolding them. Yeah, he's rebuking them, right? I mean, this is a matter of life and death. Like, this is a matter of truth and what is false. There, there's no like, oh, you foolish, no, 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 right? No, this is, this is a, a really big deal because what they were doing was starting to believe, as we see in Galatians chapter 1, that they turned quickly from the gospel. And that is foolish. Now, I guess my question is, uh, for you, is um, what does the world see as foolish, you think, in this? If if the world was to say something in verse 1, what do you think the world would say is foolish? What do you think the world would say is foolish.
2: The world would say that the gospel
0: is foolish. Exactly right. Nope. First Corinthians one eighteen. Can someone read that for me? First Corinthians 1.18. What does the world think about foolishness? I got it.
2: Um, for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God.
0: And yeah, the word of the, the cross is uh, folly, right? It's foolish. The cross is foolish. The world says. Now, what does the world uh, believe in terms of wisdom? What is the what does the world tout as wisdom? What do you guys think?
2: The ways of man.
0: Uh, I know we we've got Power some young. Money. Oh, <laughs> what did you say, Jeff? Power, money. Mammon. That's right. Money, power. Uh, and we have these college kids here, you know, definitely bringing down the age average of our group tonight. Thanks be to God that they do that. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know what I meant by that. My bad. I don't know what I meant by that. But, but the point is, is that kids, you know, in college, I mean, what is what is implied as true wisdom? And... I know oh,
1: science. Is that what you're looking for? Science
0: could be science, it could be the knowledge of man, as Don was saying. But in college, uh, as you go, I know there, are, you know, especially in the secular colleges, uh, which I went to as myself, uh, there, yeah, there's the wisdom of man far supersedes the wisdom of God's word. Actually, in college, a lot of times, most of the time, God's word is pretty much kind of. Pushed to the side, right? So it's, when we talk about wisdom and foolishness, it really is in the, in the lens to which we see now for us, faithful Christians, what is foolishness? What is foolishness in our eyes as
1: Christians? Deceiving. Uh, no, um, adding or subtracting from the word. Good. Good. Uh,
0: Non-belief in the gospel, good. Uh, and and you see, you know, in that in that opposite way, uh, foolishness of the world is what to believe in the gospel, the cross, and the foolishness of the faithful ones is to depart from the gospel, the gospel of Christ. Right. So that is, I think, the tension, especially for Keegan and Ryan in, in their age. You will. I'm not going to go on my diatribe about college, but. You, you know, the world will tell you that, uh, uh, that your human wisdom is more important than the wisdom of God and his word. That is just how the world works. And that is why it's so important for you guys to be equipped in the wisdom of God's word as you study the word today, tonight together. Uh, because this wisdom and foolishness is turned upside down when you face the world and what they promote and tout as true right? So, so again, when we see St. Paul saying, Oh, foolish Galatians, what he is saying is you are departing from Christ, the Christ that has set you free. Why are you doing this? I told you the gospel and this is foolish to depart. Now, what are they departing to? And what does, what did Sheldon, you said, you said, who has bewitched you? What does that mean? Bewitched. Remember that TV show guys? Yes. right. Who Ryan, you remember that TV show, yeah. Bewitched? No? <laughs> no, that's right. Well, what does Bewitched, what does that imply? About, what is St. Paul asking there about what has happened? Why is Bewitched in an interesting way?
1: Who has tricked you, maybe?
2: Deceived. Um,
1: Deceived, good, Don.
2: I put a spell on you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right
0: that's right that's perfect that's right because you know when we when we speak of bewitched it, it 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 is that witchery right it is that spiritual evil that he is trying to imply that spiritual evil only does what turn you away from what is true the truth that sets you free do you see that in your life Like, are you, are you aware of that as you face your life daily in this world? That constantly, what is the devil's ploy? What is the devil's ploy in your life?
3: To distract us from the word of God.
0: To distract you from the word of God? Yeah. And even use those terms, wisdom and foolish, and make them into something that is false, right? Uh, you You know, we could... We could see the wisdom of the world, and soon we find ourselves caught up in the wisdom of the world, when in fact, the wisdom of the world, there, there are some important things about the wisdom of the world, right? Uh, about the knowledge of how we ought to do our vocations and everything. But when it comes to true wisdom, that is only in God's word. Now, the world will never say that. And these Galatians got caught up in these false teachings, and that's why they were foolish, because they were turning from Christ, the only Christ that could save and rescue them from sin, death, and the power of the devil, right? So this is an evil sorcery that is going on. Now, what is so foolish is that what? They're departing from Christ, but where are they going? Where are they going? What are they turning to? And this is like the most, what's the word? This is why they were so foolish, because when you turn from Christ, inevitably, what are you gonna turn to? You're gonna turn to, (laughs) you're gonna turn to works right i mean if you can, can you okay just imagine this guys uh you guys in the gospel body and blood of jesus for the forgiveness of you are forgiven of all your sins now how would it be if you reverted back to, no, well, I need to do more to save myself? How would that work? Can you, can you quantify or spell that out for me when you have heard the pure gospel that the Christ preaching of the Christ and in him crucified, how we can go back to the law and say, no, that saves me. How, what it, how foolish is that in terms of hearing the gospel as the Galatians did and now they're turning back to the law, thinking that that will indeed save them. How foolish do you think that would be for yourself if you were in their shoes?
1: make sense. I thought you were talking about us. I don't think any of us could ever go there. So, But
0: honestly, I think,
1: I know you're saying that, Sheldon, but yeah. I think even
0: in that slight <laughs> way, like, well like that little ask the
1: Lord to deliver us from evil every day.
0: I mean the devil will accuse you a lot of times and say, um say what? He's like have you done enough? And your answer might be, yeah, I've done enough. I'm pretty good, right? And that right there is the works of the law. Right? I think a lot of times when we when we quantify our faith, a lot of times uh, we could we could go back to our works as if they will clear our conscience or give us some sense of of uh, solidifying our salvation by something that we have done. I think that's the human nature of ourselves, thinking that we have to actually do something for salvation. And these Galatians, we call them foolish, but trust me, it's easy, to be, it's easy to fall into that trap, right? Okay, so inevitably or ultimately, foolishness believes in the salvation by works of the law. That's the ultimate foolishness, is salvation by the works of the law, right? All right, Uh, here, I'm going to read this for you from Luther, and I kind of mentioned it in my sermon a little bit today, but a, a really good quote. It says, Although the Galatians had been illumined, I mean, hearing the gospel, right? They were illumined. They were believers and had received the Holy Spirit through the preaching of faith, the faith of Christ. There still remained in them this shred of their old vice. This tinder that so easily caught the flame of false teaching. Therefore, let no one be so confident of himself as to suppose that when he has received grace, he is completely cleansed of his old vices. Many, many things are indeed cleansed, especially the head of the serpent that is unbelief and ignorance of God are cut off and crushed. But scaly body and the remnants of sin still remain in us. So... What is Luther saying right there? He is saying that, you know, we could tell ourselves that we are confident in this gospel, and that is so great. We can stand on the body and blood of Jesus, uh, stand on what he has done on account for us. But at the same time, he warns each and every one of us, like the Galatians, that we can fall to that trap too. Right? We can fall to that trap too. Do you see it in your life? That Christianity can become a moralistic platitude or something that you do or a law-driven burden that you just have to come to church or you have to read God's word or you have to love your neighbor. Like all these have-tos are are a burdened heart that says, I have to do these things to be Christian. Now, again, it's not a have-to, it's a get-to, right, as I always say. And um, that is the greatest foolishness. So be be on guard for yourself. Do you see that? Do you see self-righteousness creep in a little bit? you see that works for salvation infiltrate your heart mind even just a little bit, even if it's a little bit, even if it's less than one percent, Sheldon or, or, or Keegan or Ryan or Jeff or even Don? Um, Pastor,
1: can um, I, can yes. I input here? Can I input here?: Yes. What they're preaching now is not that it has anything to do with their salvation, but the fact that as a Christian that you do works pleases God and he'll, you'll receive blessings is what they're preaching now. Okay. Well our works are when we do
0: good in God's word it does please God right it it is god pleasing right. our works right but it doesn't it doesn't guarantee any transactional trade or promise of no of course not nor does it save you right and i think that's the right. very slippery point of of why when we talk about uh the the wisdom of man how egocentric we can become and soon enough we find the cross is folly even in the slightest bit if we think that we have to do something we find the cross is folly Do you see that even if it's a little bit even if we turn away a little bit and we add a little bit of our works to save ourselves or to to give us a cleansed conscience no that's a different cross it's only christ only the gospel that's why we hear it time and time again we need to hear it right Uh, and, uh, trust me as a pastor, it's like, all right, yes, this is what we need to hear the gospel, right? So, um, again, um, let's see uh, in my notes, uh, the greatest foolishness is to evade the truth, believing that truth can be found somewhere else. It is humbling because no one is immune to such bewitchery. You know, uh, Keegan and Ryan and Jeff. You, you turn on the radio. Do you still listen to the radio? I don't know. If, is that a thing? Radio. Oh, no.
1: Every day. I know.
0: I got my new used car, and we don't have. I don't have my tape player anymore. I'm so bummed. What am I going to do without my tape player? You know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Who lives without tapes? Anyways, uh, but my <laughs> but my point is, what was my point? Is that uh, what we speak of. Uh, uh, we're all, always being taught something. You turn on the TV, you're being taught something. That advertisement, you're being taught something. You turn on that podcast or, or radio or Sirius, Sirius. What is that? Sir? Sirius,
2: the, Sirius. Like the dog, the dog star.
0: <laughs> um, any, if you turn on satellite radio or anything, you're always being taught something, right? And, and I think it's very important that when we speak of the word of God, that you are always discerning by the word of God. Oh, hi, Abe. I know it's my wife listening. Um, just she likes to listen. I know Elliot's probably there sitting there trying to get a peek through the screen. But, anyways, uh, but we're always being taught. And that's why it's so important that you engage in Bible study and hear the word as much as you can. After all, as a church, That's why we do what we do. Wednesdays and Sundays, devotions Tuesday to Saturday, Bible study on Wednesday. All this stuff is to engage in the word, to root you in the word as you persevere in the truth. Because in the midst of the truth, what are you guys facing? Professors, right? Radios, TV shows. They're all telling you otherwise or different things. And that is why it is so important to be rooted in God's word. Because there we find the truth. Right there, we are rooted in Christ Jesus, and we see the cautionary tale of the Galatians how they quickly turned. You know, it, 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 it happens that way, friends, so quickly, doesn't it? You stop hearing the word, even for a week or two, boom, it, you go down that path, and it just you're on your own. You, you have that lone ranger. Do you see it? This is not just happens, this is the, this is the evil foe constantly trying to do what turn you away keegan you said it distracting right not only distracting but literally turning you around from the work do you see that happening in your life i think constantly he's trying to do that right he's telling you that you know ever since the fall we talk about it sermon time and time again how how the wisdom of man adam and eve they were lured in by that wisdom of man that they could be like gods and how foolish that was because they had everything already right so again we talk about uh the the bewitchery that is happening this is the evil forces of darkness that are at hand right okay so it was before your eyes that jesus christ was publicly portrayed as crucified so they didn't see the crucifixion of the lord but rather saint paul had preached to them in great picture and word i mean not in great picture but with great detail and word of this gospel that they very might as well have seen the, the, the work of Christ because, well, uh, St. Paul had preached before their eyes. Right? So in other words, he, he was showing them that I've already told you um, the gospel. Right? I've already told you the gospel. Why are you going another way? um and um you know i think this is a uh, very important about our eyes of faith um and how again how quickly people can turn and how conniving the bewitchery is by satan himself i mean we we can't see satan as one of child's play right he is not just some cartoon figure that you see in cartoons on the side of your shoulders just doing his wily things. No, he is there. He's and very there. We not-
1: hit on that real quick. He changed Christmas into Santa Claus and he changed Easter into the Easter Bunny. The devil's well at work in this world and he's been doing it for hundreds of years. Take, taking the vision off of what these holidays really are. Christ's birth and his death and resurrection change it into bunny rabbits and, and people with beards. And it's ridiculous. And that's the devil. I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think beards are wrong by nature. Well, I, don't, right? I don't know what else to say, but you get my point. I can't grow that's up. That's the Anyways. devil, straight up. And he got um, some of his children, too. Because I grew up thinking of Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. And and now, you know, now that I have received the Holy Spirit, you look back on it and go, that's all Satan right there.
0: You know, and I think, you know, when we speak of foolishness, when we th- when we think of foolishness, you know, as we talk about it right now, I know you all agree and understand what I mean by foolishness. But when you're in your life, going day by day, do you see how easy it is to fall in that foolishness? Anyone? Do, do you see? Can you, do you know, I can see it in myself,
2: but... Well, well sure, because there's temptations and messages all around you, all the time.
0: You know, especially in this day and age where we're living in such a clickbait era, right? Everything is quick, 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 boom, 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 newsfeed. You know, everything is just a, just a quick, uh, they just splatter out all these newsfeeds and we're constantly being indulged by all these words and it just, it's a constant processing of all these things. And again, how easy it is to fall to these things and I, I i want you guys to be wary of this because the galatians you they know I, to
1: it as well I, uh, I feel the key is when you when you're in prayer include uh asking the lord to deliver you from evil and, it, and, and when your day is over you realize the lord has done such a thing every day right. that's right Right. It, it's awesome. It's really awesome. And it's in if if, the, if it's in his plans, he'll answer that prayer every single day. And you know it is. So, it works. Include All right. Yeah.
0: Very good. Verse 2. So I can read that. Verse 2? Verse
2: 2. Sure. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the law or by believing what you had heard? All right. So,
0: uh have you ever heard the adage it's so important to ask to ask good questions do you, have you ever heard that adage what yeah. why what do questions really i mean this is where uh saint paul is starting with these questions now why is he asking this question You know, let me ask you only this. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Or as Don said, faith in the Greek, pisteo uh, or pistis, is belief and faith. They're kind of synonymous together, right? But what is he trying to get out with this question? Now, he knows what he's looking for, right? You know, whenever I ask ask a question, you know that I'm looking for a certain answer at all times right but what is he looking for here what what is he trying to get at what do you think what does this question mean he's
2: trying to get them to say that they came to faith through listening to paul not by something that they got from the law
1: now uh this morning that's a good answer because it says right here uh They told him that Paul was perverting the truth. And in Paul's defense, he received the message from Christ himself. So Don's answer is actually right. Right? Yeah, well, you know, I I think it's...
0: I mean, when we talk about the works of the law, now that's what they're dealing with right now, the, the Galatians, right? The Judaizers promoting the works of the law, the works that save circumcision, all these things. But did you receive the spirit by these works? And is that, is that, what is St. Paul? He's trying, he's trying to say, absolutely not. Right. You didn't receive the spirit. Now, again, when we live in this world today we talked about it this morning, but how does that come out in other words? And I guess people will say this. I'm not spiritual. I'm not really, I'm spiritual, but not religious. I believe in God. And my question would be, well, how do you know where God is? Or how do you know that you're with God? And their answer would be, well, I've been a good person. I've done good and I try my best and I know that God is with me. He just has to be because I'm a good person. Now, again, this is kind of that whole train of thought of works of the law and receiving the Holy Spirit. Right? It's legalism that there you find your assurance or that receiving of the Holy Spirit. Right. St. Paul knows very well that that is false, that is foolish. What is wise is in this question is what? Did you get it or did you receive the Spirit by hearing with faith? What is Romans 10? What do I always say? Faith comes by hearing, hearing, hearing the words of Christ. I preach Christ then and then I'm crucified, right? So when we talk about receiving the Spirit, how does that work by the Word? Now, this morning, again, I we went over this thing called, and I I know if you've so I've been through my catechism class before. Uh, I always talk about how important the understanding of sacramental theology is. Now, again, why are we baptized as infants? Ryan, you know this. I'm not going to put you on the spot. I'm not going to ask you, but you can answer if you want. But why are we baptized as infants? Why are we baptized? As, why don't we wait till later when we're, when we're ready? What, what, is, what is so great about being baptized as infants? Anyone?
3: Uh... Okay, I'll go. Um, It's because it's not about you, it's about Christ, and when you're baptized, you're wrapped in the Word of God, and age of accountability shows that there, um, like, that there is an age of accountability that kind of limits God's power, I feel like, in a sense, when you talk about age of accountability, and babies can't have
0: in faith, so. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, you know, when we talk about infant baptism, this is, again, how God works. Not by our work, by our public declaration, by our giving our life to Christ, but rather it is God who is wrapping us, as Ryan said in his righteousness, He is gathering us by his grace, helpless we are, let the little children come to me, and that is the life of faith. Does that make sense?
1: It's so were profound
0: up, you how that works. to
1: be baptized as a child I suppose yes um. Ryan probably wasn't. He's at the age I wasn't even baptized at that age. Um, but I, I think the point is, is that it all
0: works together, right? If we believe that God works on us, then the gospel is purely Jesus working for us, right? It's the same thing with the sacrament of the altar. Jesus serving us, what? The Lord's Supper, his very own body and blood for the forgiveness. We're not going up to the altar and doing something for God. We're not going to the baptismal font and doing something for God. We're not doing something for God. And then Jesus comes down and dies for our sin. But rather, it is Jesus who comes down because we are dead. It is the Lord who baptizes us because by his word we are dead and being in need of uh, being made alive. And even in the Supper. Right? God giving us his body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins, his true body and blood. There is nothing that we do, right? But our faith that receives these very gifts, given and shed for the forgiveness of our sins. Now, again, why is this so important? Because the world will say that is foolish. How can a baby have faith? Because our wisdom is in the word of God. That is how, right? Our wisdom is trusting in the powerful word of God that is beyond our own human comprehension. But we know what the word says and we believe it in this faith. Now, again, here it says, did you receive the spirit by hearing with faith or by the works of the law? Right? Hearing with faith, that is a very passive thing, isn't it? Hearing is, what. what is the, the general idea of hearing? It is, about listening, it's going in, right? It's going in, it's going in. You're hearing the word of God by the grace of God, and there the Holy Spirit creates faith in you. First question. So, the first question is foolishness is of the law. That is where he is getting at. St. Paul is all right. Verse three, if someone could read that. <clears throat>
1: I got it. Are you so foolish? After being with the spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort, period? Question mark, I mean. All right, so having begun by the spirit, begun by the spirit,
0: are you now being perfected by the flesh? Now, what is the second question he is asking pertaining to the foolishness of what? The foolishness of the flesh. Flesh. Now, what can the flesh do? Not much. Can, <laughs> can we perfect ourselves, Keegan? No. Well, you know, Keegan, you're a good guy, right?
3: Yeah, but it's not just me that's doing something on me. Online. Because uh, God forgives. All right. Very good. I'm sorry if my internet is, uh, not great right now, but yeah.
1: All right. All right. Um, anything, anything you do good is because of the Holy Spirit inside of you, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The and Holy you. Spirit who
0: leads us by the word, the word that is Christ, right? The assurance of salvation in what he has given to us by his grace. Right. So, but again, uh, This is a a deception that many Christians have, right? That we need to do something and we need to perfect ourselves in this flesh. We need to overcome this flesh by ourselves. Now, we saw in Romans 7 today how St. Paul in our preaching, he he very well knew that he couldn't do that. But he actually does the evil, right? That he should not be doing. And likewise for us, everyone here, we know that is our plight as well. That is the spiritual struggle that we face until the Lord's return. Uh, but yet at the same time, we are victorious in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. So this is kind of the tension that we have in the simul, as I called it, of the simile, the simultaneous to sinner and saint, right? So, so, we, so the question is, number one in verse two, is the foolishness by the law? Question two in verse three, the foolishness by the flesh. Now, if someone says they are perfected by the flesh, what are they implying about original sin? Anyone? If you think you can be perfected in the flesh, what are they saying about original sin?
3: They're kind of like it doesn't exist or it doesn't apply to them. Or
0: they can they Just can overcome the it. Yeah. yeah. Um, what does it say about Christ if they're trying to perfect themselves with the flesh? What is it saying about Christ and his work?
2: It, it, Christ's work wasn't needed. then. Yeah.
0: What, what is it saying about the doctrine of righteousness if we're perfected by flesh? That righteousness comes by the work of the flesh rather than the righteousness of Christ and the cross and his blood shed for us. Right? So, so when we say, and this is all, I guess my point is, is that, you know, foolishness comes in so many different ways and, even if we say perfected by a flesh, the implications of that are far greater. Does that make sense? Like if I say I'm perfected by the flesh, what I'm really saying is that I can overcome original sin. I don't really need the work of Christ. I can be righteous by my own strength. That's what I'm really saying, right? And we might not be thinking that, but if we go down this trail of foolishness of the flesh, that's what we're saying. And that is a great deception because at the end of the day, where do you end up, Brian? If if you think that you that you could do this or that you could save yourself, you end up in great danger, apart
3: from hmm? God. Danger, danger. God. danger,
0: and despair, terror, right? Uh, discouragement, uh, panic. Like, what do I do? I'm guilty as sin. And I don't know what to do with this. I've tried, i burn out. And as I said, I was younger. I almost quit Christianity because I thought I was never good enough. Right? That's what happens. <laughs> Foolishness. Right? Um, okay. Uh, and again, it says, now this is a little nuance here. Having begun by the spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Now what, why is flesh so important here? What, what were they believing that would save them? What did the Judaizers preach all the time about what would save them? It would be circumcision, and that is the cutting of the flesh. So you see how that works, right? I mean, St. Paul, as we saw in Philippians 3, his resume was circumcised on the eighth day. He could have rested on that, but he, well, he knows that it's Christ, Right? So again, uh, foolishness of the flesh, that's question two. Now, question three, verse four, if someone could read that real quick.
2: Sure. Have you suffered so much for nothing,
0: if it really was for nothing? Okay, good. So what is the life of, what is Christian suffering? What, what do you think that is, you guys? What suffering do we face as Christians?
2: The cr- backlash. Critis- oh sorry go ahead. go ahead I was just going to say backlash
0: persecution all right yeah. criticism of the world criticism of the world okay uh,
1: you know backlash for- means arguing right that's, that's what I get from that because I get that all the time that's what you mean by backlash right
3: Oh, well, I just meant like persecution kinda of like what Pastor said, like name calling or being rejected for it or just in that sense. Um I feel like also not just being rejected, but on a kind of a lower level, you can uh not be trusted as much in certain uh fields like in education and stuff like that. If you uh say that you're Christian, if you Teach Christian doctrine or anything related to that, you're not taken as seriously as someone that uh, starts with an atheistic worldview.
0: Wow, that's pretty deep. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's <right. laughs>
0: No, but he's so right, right? I mean, again, when we talk about and, and you know, all these things, they're very true. Uh, but I think even deeper spiritually, what does an unbeliever not see that we see? What is something that they don't see but that we see daily as we live in this world,
3: work spiritually speaking? The work of Christ. Every day. Okay, good. Oh,
0: you have the pious, faithful answer always. Yeah. That's good. Uh, <laughs> but what, what don't they see? The spiritual problem of sin and Satan right? It's like we see temptation and they may see, oh, I just want to do that. So I'm going to go do it. Or that might make me feel bad, but I'm not quite sure where that comes from, but I just feel bad about it. Right. But for us, we know that we live daily uh, as the Lord, as St. Paul says, be sober minded, right? Or uh, I mean, in first Peter, sorry, uh, be be sober minded. And, and the, 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 the devil is like a prowling lion, ready to ready to attack and devour, right? So we know daily as Christians, he is attacking us from every side. That this life of Christianity is not as Sheldon would say, if you do good enough, God will bless you. There is no guarantee in a sense of that, right? That actually, I'm not saying is, that.
1: I'm saying that's what the preachers are telling No, I know. Every I, know
0: day. I know. I know. And I know that's what you said. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's true in a sense where, yeah, we don't, we're not guaranteed anything in a transaction, but rather we do face a life of suffering. Uh, We do face a life of suffering. Now, again, right here, it says, uh, 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 did you suffer so many things in vain if indeed it was in vain? Now, basically, what he is saying to the Galatians is all that suffering that you've done, um, if it's not... It was because of Christ and your faith, right? It's because of who you are as a Christian. Now, if you're departing from that, all that you suffered meant absolutely nothing. Persevering and enduring in the faith means nothing, right? That that persevering and enduring becomes just kind of like a thing that you're trying to do by yourself. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm like <laughs> rowing in a canoe. I don't know why I'm rowing in a canoe, but you know, it's like you're trying to like, cross-country ski and and rowing in a canoe and trying to endure just human will, human mind, human strength. Uh, If it's not in Christ, then all that suffering is for naught. Why don't we read Romans 8.18 real quick. Romans 8.18. Romans 8.18. Romans 8.18.
3: Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later.
0: All right. This is the let's talk about the uh, uh, the future glory, uh, the eternal significance, the eternal kingdom, paradise. Uh, say that again, Keegan. Read it one more time.
3: Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to revealed to us later.
0: Yet what we suffer now has it doesn't compare to what is going to be revealed to us later, right? So, in other words. There is an anticipation for what is to come. But if it's not in Christ, what is there to anticipate? In the midst of suffering, why do you, why do you why do we persevere? How do we persevere? We persevere in the faith. Faith. Faith is what? Faith is Christ. Enduring and persevering in faith that is Christ. If we don't believe in Jesus and Christ and in him crucified, all that suffering, all that perseverance is for what? Nothing. Nothing. Like, Do you see that persevering, especially in this time, you guys, we're all different ages here. Literally. Yeah, we're literally all different.
1: Paul, you said earlier in your sermon, uh, Paul said, all I gain I had is a loss because of the sake of Christ. that's right Sheldon good I, I can't believe you put that down that's good
0: um and it's you also tr- said that
1: I'm a wretched man that I am that I am in the mirror is clear
0: <laughs> I
1: did say that I almost messed up on a
0: hymn again Sheldon and I thought of you, you Did I and saying.
1: it was verse three of him okay. 570 with a justification song
0: you should be one of those court reporter people you know in the courts Ty
1: I got all the notes on. right here
0: yes he uh, you'd be great at that. Um, alongside engineer Don, who would engineer the whole thing. So, um, it'd be great. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, we see right here again, uh, do you suffer so many things in vain? now again? And, and this is where we'll stop, I think, because that's where we stopped in the morning. But when we suffer, where do we head in the Christian faith? When we suffer, what do we cling to in this faith? We cling to the suffering of Christ who suffered for us. It's foolish if we think that apart from Christ, we can persevere. Daily, the devil is tempting each and every one of us. Do you see it? Right. That person, I mean, the DNA, I mean, like Keegan, like his college, his college plans are like changed. Uh, The way he's going to do college next year is changed. That can bring a loop into his life. And, And Ryan too, as a college person, you know, just all these adaptations, everyone at work, you know, church, it's all different, right? It's just a different time we're living in and what a strange time it is. But, but it is in this time of perseverance and even in times of suffering at times that where do we trust in our suffering? We trust in the suffering of Christ on the cross. Everything else is foolish. We're not suffering on empty platitudes or, or human will. We're, we're we're trusting in the suffering of Christ and what He has done for us. And that is the foolishness that He is trying to bring out in the Galatians in His third question to them, right? So again, foolishness of the law, verse two. Foolishness of the flesh, verse three. Foolishness of suffering in vain, verse four. And this is what He is trying to. Bring up to these Galatians that this is what happens when you depart and turn from the pure gospel. Right, many implications. When we say, "Well, it's not so bad. I can help in my salvation." Well, this is what happens: you trust the law, you trust the flesh, and your suffering. Well, it becomes about you and 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 your strength rather than the suffering of Christ and into which we cling. It, it 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 opens a whole can of worms that you on the onset saying it's not so bad, right? And uh, what's the big deal, right? But again, we see the full escalations falling to it as we do too. And I I think there's great application here of how we see those three questions so far and how they infiltrate our lives in so many subtle ways. I want you to see that this week uh, in many various ways and really dwell upon that. And at the end of the day, all we're left with is Poor, wretched man I am, but thanks be to God through Christ Jesus.
1: Romans 7. Right? Right. The mirror is clear. I love you, Sheldon. I really do. I love too, brother. All right. All right.
0: All right. Why don't we close?
1: Uh, any questions before we close? Yeah, the word folly, that's like old school, huh? That's before they started using foolish, right? Yeah, I mean, I suppose. Because we don't use that folly any longer. We use foolish. We don't use folly. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, Uh, That's it. That's all.
0: But really see that tension got you guys this week. I mean, I hope you see it. I hope you know what I'm talking about here uh, in Galatians 3, because it's very important to see foolish and wisdom, folly and wisdom in the correct way as faithful Christians, because trust me, we're getting mixed messages all around, all around us. And so easy it is to be confused and enveloped by those words, right? So be on guard, be in His Word, and uh, continue to pray that even in suffering, there the spirit by his word leads us to the promise of Christ in the cross, right? Always, 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 always the pure gospel. All right, let us pray. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day, O Lord, for this night, for safely bringing us this time. Bless us, O Lord, as we, as we sleep this night and, and, and guard us, O Lord, in the one true faith. Protect and lead us and, and grant us your wisdom to discern and to persevere and to trust in the faith of Christ. Bless Keegan and and Ryan and Jeff, Sheldon and Don, and and always lead them in the one true faith. Grant them your sustenance of your word and may your word dwell within them richly as your word points to Christ. We pray all this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, guys. Until next time, thank uh, you for joining in tonight. It was good. Good conversation and good to see you guys and God's blessings to you all.